Welcome to the fifth episode of Your Time on the Run, the Hunted podcast from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Michael Harmstone, and joining me as always is the lady who is basically Einstein, Michelle Pierce Denovan. Oh, that is um, such a compliment. And my fellow Brit who would never dare to hide in a cunning man, Anthony Williams. And we are back for our penultimate Hunted podcast. I know, it's going so quick. It is. Couldn't believe it when I had to actually write in my notes last night when I was making next week's Welcome to the sixth and final episode of Your Time in the Run. Oh, it'll be sad when it's over. And then write 350 words for the previously segment. Hey! If anyone is used to my Amazing Grace uh, previously on ones, there's a massive one coming for Hunting next week and it's going to be wonderful. Excellent. (laughs) Michelle's going to get bored as she waits for five minutes for me to stop talking. Yeah, so we can just join you five minutes later next week, is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, previously, five fugitives were still left on the run. In the West Country, the hunters thought they'd caught Nick Cummins, but he recruited his driver to become his double to fool them. Io returned home to London to visit his daughter after they antagonised him over her birthday, but he was cornered in a friend's flat in Hackney after splitting with Madhu after another fight. Mmm, and now we've only got one episode left. We know when the drones thing's going to come and get Anna and Elizabeth, don't we? Must be next week. Well... Yeah, but then there was scenes in the teaser where that always appears of Hamish and Michaela nearly crashing a truck that we didn't see. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's been in every week, hasn't it, when he kind of pulls the wheel? Yeah. Hmm. So I'm wondering about that story. Whether it's a real thing at all. Well, it would be interesting to find out what the context of that was, because you'd have thought that with all the craziness of Hamish and Michaela, they probably would have kept that in. Yeah, maybe it was that old water skiing, and I think they made the right call. So the hunters know that Io is somewhere in the area where they saw him last. Great deduction skills. <laughs> As always. Two teams of ground <laughs> hunters are dispatched to go door-to-door to try and find him. Yeah, we get Nick, Nick and Danny going door-to-door in Hackney, which is definitely Io's turf. And uh, he's quite convinced he's not going to be caught on his turf, which I'm guessing means next week either he is caught on his turf or <laughs> he does manage to get away and, and he gets caught somewhere else. Yeah. I think it's probably the latter, because I'm still convinced Io is not winning this show. Yeah, there's there's not enough... Um, he hasn't got that kind of hero. He's, he's been cast as a villain, I think, really, hasn't he? Yeah, he he's more of an antagonistic force than a proper full-on villain. Yeah, which is a shame. I'd like to see him win. Um, would you two have moved during the day? He started moving during the day. Uh, yeah, I think just keep moving as as often as you can. I mean, the thing with that sequence of them going door to door is in typical editing fashion. We don't know how close they yeah. were to each other, do we? He could have been gone for hours, possibly even mm. the day before, I suppose. Um, yeah, I think if if you've got wind that's, that someone's coming in for you, you just got to keep moving, haven't you? And move as far away as is physically possible. Yeah, yeah. At least he, d- he did convince his mate not to take him near to his mum's. That was a fairly smart move. And uh, as a result of his friend Tony's efforts, he does disappear from the hunter's radar, and the hunters decide to go to Io's mum and interrogate her. Yeah, which clearly couldn't have yielded much results because we got basically a shot of Io's mum from the back saying he's not here. (laughs) That was pretty much it. (laughs) Good on you, Io's mum. You clearly didn't spill the beans. Well done. And I feel like they were messing with the timeline again, because within about five minutes, we saw that Nick had returned to Cornwall and then gone to Buckinghamshire. Well, you know, we know there's helicopters, we just didn't know how they're being used. True. (laughs) Could have been a helicopter extraction this year. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's just a personal helicopter for Nick. It's just taking him wherever he wants to go right now. <laughs> Lapping up that winner's edit by having the hunters rig it for him. Yeah, yeah. He's even singing winner edit tunes now. Hail the conquering hero comes. <laughs> Fantastic. I love that. That was a, um, a tune to one of our hymns at school. I used to like that hymn. <laughs> <laughs> so Madhu is still in Huncote, staying at a pub. Yeah, up in Lancashire. And Anna and Elizabeth are in Western Supermare getting free ice creams. Yeah, good on them. I like that. I'm going to try that next time I'm at the seaside. I can have a free ice cream. I've got no money. Okay. I think you've probably got to be young and female to be able to get away with that. And have a camera person behind you? Well, yeah, that as well. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. No, no, the girl behind the uh, counter did smile at the cameraman. <laughs> or camera person. <laughs> yeah. Future Big Brother contestant, that. In fact, no, she's probably, because she's now appeared on camera, she's probably famous enough to become, or to go on Celebrity Big Brother. Because that does <laughs> seem to be the prerequisite for most of our Celebrity Big Brother contestants now. Yeah. Oh dear, that doesn't sound good. But I noticed the girl's only got two ice creams. Surely they should have got one for their camera operator. That seems a bit rude. Maybe it's like an amazing race where yeah, you have to have only ask for two ice creams and then uh, say, can we actually have four? Yeah, that's exactly mm. what I thought. <laughs> and the um, who was it? One of the hunted, hunters was saying that they uh, started to feel a bit uh, sorry for them. It was Hunter Paul. Yeah, he's starting to get a bit of respect for them. And then Louisa quickly shot him down. Don't start thinking like that, Paul. That's like Stockholm Syndrome. You can't be thinking that way. Which, it does point in the favour of maybe they are going to win. I keep swinging to and fro on whether they're going to win or not. Yeah, I said this to Anne off-air on the Apprentice podcast on Friday. I'm less confident that they're going to win now, but I still Mm. wouldn't be surprised. Mm. It, it could definitely go either way, and you know some of the things they said in this episode could be taken either way. There was lots of, oh, they're not going to realise we're going home. They did realise you were going home. We won't get caught. So does that mean they will get caught or they won't get caught? So, yeah, who knows? Could go either way. Bit of suspense on those two. Depends where the extraction point is as well. That's true, yeah. Um, why, wouldn't, why wouldn't they think that the uh, hunters would, you know, scout out their home? I mean... Wh- they always do that anyway, just in case. I suppose they think hmm, they'll probably go to our homes early on. Yeah, and assume that once they're on the run, they're going to get as far away and stay as far away, rather than doubling back. Yeah. That would be my assumption, but, you know, what can I say? I've never done it, so. Hmm. Being on the run is not in my repertoire, surprisingly. <laughs> Nor mine, I do. Being on Australian Survivor will be for Michelle, though. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a good segue. That was crap. I was waiting for you to to say, well, maybe you should apply and find out. <laughs> maybe you should apply for hunted. I was trying to bait you into saying it, Michelle. <laughs> oh, you need to apply for hunted. Or the little comp at the end of the year or wherever it is. So, uh, as part of Blex's plans, ground teams are dispatched to the five fugitives' home areas in case of a return, and as we've said, Hunter Paul decides to start sympathising with Anna and Elizabeth and giving them a little bit of respect, much to the irritation of Louisa, and Anna and Elizabeth do indeed decide to return closer to home and hike in the Yorkshire Dales. Yeah, they're heading back to Yorkshire, Yorkshire, hmm. Or the obnoxious side of the Pennines, as it's more commonly known. <laughs> I knew you'd have to have a dig. Did you notice on the whiteboard that they um, they have Anna's, Anna and Elizabeth's um, address, Yorkshire? That's, that's good. That is really good, that is. 
They'll they'll they're definitely be able to catch them. Yeah, they're they're in Yorkshire. Oh, it's not like it's the biggest county in the country. They'll be fine. <laughs> but they don't have their age there either. The age is blank as well. Yeah, I think wherever there's been date of birth, they've blanked it out. But I don't know why they've blanked out age. That seems a bit. Mm. They've definitely only left the birth years on the board. I think. Yeah, they have. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was when they were zoning in on Hamish and Michaela. I noticed that that it just had the the year and not not the day and month. But well, maybe it does say their full address and they've just left Yorkshire. But it did look like it just said address Yorkshire. And the girls spend two days hiking and then meet up with a family friend, Stephen Barrett, at the outdoor adventure centre that he lives and works at. Yeah. Um... And there's obvious links, which is a bit of a shame, really. And again, this is the whole how they edit things, because we don't know how many other contacts they're potentially looking into, but this is one of them, and they make a fairly easy connection to uh, to Anna with this one. It's a bit of a shame, because they've, they've basically had nothing for three weeks, and now they're getting into the final furlong, and they're starting to contact people they've got Facebook connections with. That's, that's a bit of a rookie mistake, not a three weeks in mistake. They've not contacted anyone, though, have they? No, so do you think they were, they were going to say that this was them contacting family and friends? Yeah, that, I think mm. this, that this was them going, we can't go into the final week still having not contacted anyone. Yeah, I hope they get away with it. I think they will. I'm still leaning towards them winning. But yeah, I, don't, I, uh, I don't think we'll get all four of them, will we? No, Io's getting caught. Yeah, I think yeah. Io's getting caught, and it'll just leave the three of them. And that'll be a similar ending to last year, really, won't it? We had a couple of, couple of teams make it last year, so... Hmm. Nick is definitely, definitely, definitely winning. Yeah, I'm not saying that yet because I don't want to jinx it. But, but he that's is. what I'm thinking. But he is. <laughs> but he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got to win. I want him to win. I've known from his first sort of confessional of, I think what's going to get me ahead is my politeness. Yeah. <laughs> There's been nothing that said he doesn't deserve a win. So that's good. If they bait and switch it, I'll be very, very annoyed at them. And I, as will the entire audience, I think it's it's fairly clear that everybody wants Nick to win. So they would be a bit foolish to shoot themselves in the foot and annoy all of the people watching, wouldn't they now? I think the nation has fallen in love with Nick Cummings. And rightfully so, because he's lovely. Yeah, he does seem like a very, very nice man. And I'm not just saying this because I know he's probably listening to this on the school run right now. Yeah, but he is a very, very nice man. And he does deserve a win. You're lovely, Nick. Maybe we should rename the podcast Your Time on the School Run. Oh, very good. <laughs> if Nick gets caught next week, then <laughs> then I will have to say, uh, Nick, your time on the school run is over. <laughs> uh, so the hunters visit Anna's mum's house and put a tracker on her car, which I'm very surprised they haven't done yet. Yeah, it seemed odd that they've waited so long. They've been there before, haven't they? So why didn't they just do it in the first place? But next year, surely they won't be able to put trackers on people's cars because everyone associated with the hunted will be checking. Yeah, or what I would do is if I was associated with one of the fugitives, I would just lend my car to someone and say, there you go, take that for, for the next month, just just drive all over the place. I, I think that's got to be where people go next season is do more decoy work. Yeah, I think we're going to get a lot of decoys, and I hope they are ridiculous decoys, because the Nick decoy last week was awesome. Yeah, I want to see more and more of that. I just want to see the the hunters looking stupid every week, if possible. <laughs> I mean, they're good at it. You know, they're, they're, it's a role they fit into really, really well, so why not? I love how we weren't the only people to think that intern Simon's gobsmack face was amazing. Yeah, they, they put it out, didn't they, as one of their little Facebook things. 
Just a, a subtle nod to us saying you should listen to your time on the run. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, so Nick has moved to Buckinghamshire and he is revisiting locations from his childhood, which is amazing. When we have an episode that is basically revolving around people revisiting locations that they come from, you go somewhere that the hunters don't necessarily know you come from. Yeah. If it's nice content, isn't it? He's reminiscing good good times that he had with his dad, and then we get how much he wants to be a great dad, and it's just all lovely stuff for him. Winner, 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 winner. Yep. <laughs> you could just replace every single word that Nick said with just, I'm going to win this, I'm going to win this, I'm going to win this. Yep, pretty much. And the best thing is, Nick will probably be up there in terms of winners in reality TV this year, which is great. Oh yeah, definitely. If Ben ever gets around to actually doing a list for 2017, Nick should be very, very high up on that list. I definitely. think so. When, um, when he was out in the fields, he said um, he found qualities that he didn't know he had. That's that's really sweet. Yeah, it really does feel like he's he's gone on a literal and a spiritual journey, doesn't it, in this game? He's, he's really good. It's great to see. It's a growth arc. Very much a growth arc. And and he's doing it well. You know, he's enjoying himself. He's in good spirits. He's singing and, you know, everything's pretty good. Um, I also love the these little really simple technique of... I'll change my appearance by just going to a charity shop and, and giving away my old clothes and getting some new ones. That's brilliant. Yeah, he didn't actually change his appearance that much. He just got a new hat, a new jacket. I'm sorry, they're going to need washing. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're so apologetic. Nick is basically Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks to their knowledge that Io was alone, the hunters realised that Madu needs some attention. And they know that his main connection is his friends from university in Swansea. Yeah, um, and they they zone in really quickly on Noah, don't they? Um, very, very quickly. I think Madu was distinctly under-edited for quite a few of the episodes, so I don't think anyone really believed he was ever going to win. No, um, and looking at the sort of things he's tweeting about, it sounds like he was probably the brains behind the operation when they were together. I mean, I am guessing that, but there was a few mentions of where he was saying um, the only time you see anything happening is when the fugitives make mistakes, and that's why you haven't seen much of him. I suppose, yeah, that's that's the case, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, if, if everything's going smoothly, there's nothing really to talk about, is there? So mm. he was obviously doing pretty well. But if Madu is the brains of the operation, then he's going to know not to go back to Hackney, which then focuses the hunter's attention on where he went to university, where most of the rest of his friends are based. Yeah, yeah you can't win, can you? They're, they're one step ahead of the logic, aren't they? There, And I guess that's what they meant when they were saying that he's very organised and very procedurally focused. It probably makes him slightly more predictable. He said he was a non-linear thinker. Does, I mean, I... When I hear that, I think he's a he's a lateral thinker. Then yeah, he kind of describes himself as that sort of crazy professor, but that's not the way the the hunters are viewing him. They're saying he's very organised, and and mm. they do manage to predict what he's doing. It might be just a self perception thing. I mean, I yeah. I think that I am probably most like Madhu out of anyone in the series in terms of the way I think. I like to be very organised. Hmm. Which is exactly why I would be terrible at hunted. Yeah, because it, people would just be able to spot your pattern. 
Yeah. Yeah, you, you, I think you have to genuinely just go with the flow, don't you? Just bounce off things, react to what's happening, have no real plan and just be really, really adaptable and hope that things fall into your lap. It seems to be the only way you're going to be able to do it. So we finally found out that Madhu's motivation for doing hunting is to get a bigger house. Yeah, for his, for his family, which is, you know, it's good stuff. It's good content. And if it wasn't 100% sure he was going to get caught in this episode, you'd be looking to that as, oh, okay. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, it's a good reason to win. But it was clear he was going to get caught. But then again, with the exception of Io, we found out everyone else's motivations in episode one. Yeah. So we've known since episode one that obviously Nick wants to feel like he's providing for his family and Anna and Elizabeth want to help out their family. Yeah, no, that is Mm. true. Which is another reason I think that those three are going to be our winners. Because they've been on our radars from minute one of episode one yeah really well-rounded story whereas with Maddo, it's kind of we need to now tell his story because we can't tell it next week especially with what is teased for next week so if you were an editor michael would you be as predictable as how you know current editors are or would you try and throw people off oh i would try and throw people off where possible but you can only work with the material you have yeah, and and also, what what percentage of the audience are looking into it in the way that probably we do? Because if you don't do it kind of the traditional way, what you'll end up doing is annoying the big majority of your audience who do need to hear it pan out in a logical way. I know it gives us lots of clues as to what's going on, but I'm, I'm guessing 80-90% of the audience don't realise that's what's happening and it, ju- it just happens. And also, when you're editing a programme like this, you'll have story editors who tell you the narrative that needs to be told through the series. Yeah. And then you have to try and find the material that's going to tell that story the best. Yeah, Mm. and that's definitely the way it works on shows like Survivor, isn't it? They have story editors who are are basically saying, we need footage of this, we need this to happen, you need to show this this in a certain way. I'm assuming that's applicable to Hunted. I don't know for certain, but that would be my massive assumption that the story editors who've said this is what we need in each of the episodes. Yeah. Can you make it happen? Um, I saw something funny last week just on Facebook. Someone wrote in a group, they said, uh, Trump's getting the loser's edit. (laughs) (laughs) God, we all hope so. But I I just laughed out loud at that. I thought that was funny. Yeah, if only. If only you could already know what the result was and edit it backwards and I would agree yeah <laughs> did you see the clip about him complaining that Amazing Race won Emmys yes you should have won it I nearly took the bait and then I thought no I just can't <laughs> well everything is fixed according to Trump so it doesn't really matter does it well to be fair he's not wrong <laughs> we all know that Hunted is basically just the Nick Cummings Ascension story yeah that's true <laughs> Ascension Oh, dear God, you're comparing him to Jesus. (laughs) Fun fact, Nick stayed in hotels every night. They just got the the shots of him camping and then they they put him up in a five-star hotel every night. Yeah, he got back in his helicopter. Yeah, he got back in his helicopter, went from Cornwall to Buckinghamshire for his next leg. Yep. Um, And Madhu's friend, Noah Redfern, does get a visit and he is the only family and friend member who has cleared his digital footprint. Yeah. How good is that? It's good that he's done it, but it makes him look really suspicious, doesn't it? Oh, you've cleared your digital footprint. I'm impressed. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you guys know what you're doing. You know when 
when the hunters are uh, impressed that you need to start worrying. Yeah, and th- did you like the little cutaway that when um, when Madhu said hello, they cut to a picture of Lionel Richie? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. It was, that? it was just a poster on the wall in in uh, <laughs> Noah's that. place. It was just advertising a club night with a big picture of Lionel Richie. With is it oh, me you're looking right. for? <laughs> uh-huh. Nice little touch. Yeah, that that's a classic editing joke. Yeah. And the hunters also take Madhu's wife's phone and find over 116,000 messages, including the story of basically how they met. Hmm. Yeah, I met on a date in Camden. Well, I didn't know anybody kept all of their messages. But... I don't know how she's got the space to keep all the messages. No. No, I was thinking that. It's an iPhone, isn't it? Unless, they, unless they're saved to the cloud somewhere. I don't know. I haven't got an iPhone anymore, so I'm not sure. I have. I don't know how many I have. I'd have probably that many. Wow. I've kept all my husband's ones. They go way back years. But general people, I tend to delete once every, like, 10 months or something. Mm. I could have a lot on there. It's also impressive that she had an iPhone that doesn't have a cracked screen, because I don't think I've ever seen an iPhone without a cracked screen. (laughs) No, I haven't. Michael, you know what? I have never had a cracked screen up until two weeks ago when my four-year-old basically threw my phone onto a concrete floor. Ouch. And I have never had one, ever. It's awful. I had never had a cracked screen until probably two, three months ago, and then I managed to drop my tablet that I use in an mp3 player like two or three times in two weeks <laughs> god it would must be a mess well it was I, I ended up getting it fixed and then it broke again and then oh. got it fixed again and then it just started getting slower and slower so I've replaced it now uh, when, I remember when the when the iPad came out I had one on pre-order and it arrived on the day of delivery and within six hours I dropped it on the kitchen floor and smashed the screen my that God! Was heartbreaking. That was. What did your wife say to that? Uh, she wasn't best pleased, but <laughs> uh, and this 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 won't stay in because it is kind of almost sponsorship. I took it to the Apple Store and they replaced it for free. <gasps> really? Mm. Have you ever played the Apple Store game? <laughs> What's that? It's where you walk into an Apple Store and you've got to try and make it to the back without getting stopped. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> did you see that guy recently who just went round an Apple Store and smashed everything? <laughs> oh, why did he do that? Yeah, some protest, globalization protest or something. But yeah, just walked around all the displays and just smashed every phone and every iPad and did surprisingly quite a lot without anybody doing anything about it. Wow. You know how the Samsung Galaxy 7 is setting on fire? Yeah. Did you see that the iPhone started doing that as well now? I know, they have to copy everything, don't they? I know. <laughs> what? What? Why is it setting itself on fire? Someone's had an iPhone 7 that set the battery set itself on fire. Mm. In the Jesus. same way that the Samsung Galaxy Note S, uh, S7 or whatever it's called did. Mm. Wow. Uh, so Madhu goes to Noah's mum's house and meets Noah there. And he feels cornered in Swansea, which he's right, because they know he's there. Yeah, they do. And you get a little confession of him saying, is this the end game? And uh, it's not far yeah. off, is it? And Anna and Elizabeth's friend, Stephen Barrett, gets fished on Facebook. Yeah. Um, for those of you listening, your bank will never do that. Don't click a link on a text. And if you do click a link on a text and it asks you for a password, don't put your password in. Idiots! Yeah. 
people fall for it all the time, don't they? People fall for phishing scams every day. It's a shame. So don't do it, folks. Uh, I did check out the URL, though, because I wanted to have a look. Um, of course it still did. exists. <laughs> I thought it was going to just say not found. But it doesn't go to a phishing site. It goes to eBay, weirdly. No idea mm-hmm. what And Blex launches more targeted media campaigns closer to the fugitive's homes. Yeah, he's going to put an appeal out 100 miles around West Yorkshire, which is, according to their whiteboard, as close as they know where they live anyway. So, bound to get it. Yeah, that is very, very, very far. 100 miles around West Yorkshire is... Most of the country. Most of, yeah, certainly most of England. (laughs) And Anna and Elizabeth tell a farmer that they're doing silver, bronze, DV. Bronze, silver, silver, bronze. What? (laughs) Choose one. (laughs) <laughs> Pick one. <laughs> we I had thought... um, sheep featured twice in this episode. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a rural edit. I th- I thought that was going to have some impact. I thought he was going to end up grassing them up, but unless it happens next week, seems like they were okay with that bit. Mm. And the fishing campaign works, and they get a record of Anna's chat with Steam. Yeah, a uh, bit of bit of a shame that they've uh, got so far and then left that link open. And the hunters work out that the girls are heading to Buckingham House, the place where Stephen lives and works. Yeah, which hopefully means Anna can get some food, bed, and a jacuzzi. Because, of course, outdoor centres all have jacuzzis these days. Those are her three priorities. Well, you know, it's not a bad set, really. Fun facts, those are also the three main things provided at Ponderosa on Survivor. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they yeah. are. You get food, or, or Sam orgasming to chocolate being on his bed... You get sleep, and then you get a jacuzzi. It's not Ponderosa, though, is it? It's Jury Villa. It's a bloody Jury Villa. It's a Villa. Villa. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is an outdoor whatever centre? Is that like where you can do abseiling and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, it's, kind of um, thing, yeah, it's where you do like zip lining and abseiling and yeah, canoeing mm. and kayaking, team games, stuff. Yeah. Ah, oh, okay. Other such fun things. Mm. Going to be a fun place to go. Hmm. A lot of schools end up taking kids there. Yeah. Right, right. right. For residentials. And we also learn that Stephen lent Anna his rucksack. Yeah, yeah. random fact of the day. uh, Anna has got his rucksack. Yet again, another link to this same person, and this is not a good move. I mean, the last person who acknowledged that the rucksack they were carrying on their back wasn't their own was uh, Markov of Mallory. Because he didn't have no clothes! (laughs) That's a deep cut. <laughs> I have your medicine. Oh, that that whole bag thing. I love doing both sides yes. of the argument. <laughs> I have your medicine. Oh, dear. Uh, the girls finally see their wanted poster, thanks to Stephen. Anna farts. And then we just have five minutes of basically toilet humour. Why did they go into the toilet with the camera? I know. I thought we were going to get some really inappropriate shots when the first shot of the toilet was just Anna's bare legs. I know. Seriously. I mean, it's one what thing taking thinking? it. Yeah, taking your camera in there. Yeah, because that's their GoPro. They're filming and stuff. That's one thing. Leaving it in the edit. Where did this like lead? On television. <laughs> All we've well, got is why? five minutes of farting and booing. What? What I does this understand. add? I just, I just, I, I'm totally appalled, and I don't, I don't understand why they did it. No. I don't. <laughs> God. Uh, and the girls end up leaving Buckton right before the hunters arrive. Yeah, 
according to the edit. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know the name of that hunter that that was um, in the car there, but I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of him when he calls Lexley and says, "We're on a mate, mate. He's not your mate. He is the chief of the hunters. That's who he is. You can't call him mate. He's sir. Can you do the whole podcast as Michael Caine next week, please? <laughs> the whole podcast. It's not Michael Caine. It's Peter Blacksley. <laughs> same person. It's one of the same. Never seen him in the same room. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and then the final bit of the episode goes to Madhu, who has been hiding in a derelict guest house. A beach house. Beach it? house. Yeah. Sorry. There are beach houses in England. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Course. We do have beaches. They are just freezing most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you need rock. a house. And he rings his contact in Reading, a guy called Matthew Smith, uh, from the phone of his driver when he's taking him to the station. Yeah, and and we get the old, oh, we've spotted an unusual number. I, I, I do find that a little bit hard. Well, I get unusual numbers phoning me all the time on my phone, so... Well, aren't you popular? Mm, no, that's the problem. It's always, <laughs> do you want to claim on your insurance or have you been involved in an accident and stuff? It's just random rubbish. I, I don't know. I don't know about this, we've spotted an unusual number thing. Can I just go back? You can probably splice this back. I forgot to ask a question. You know when the girls were at that house and he said that their mum or one of their mums had contacted him and said that they'd been at her house and they said something like, oh, really? Wouldn't that ring alarm bells to say get out of there now? Because if she's contacted him and the hunters have been at her house, wouldn't that make you think, okay, mum's phone might be bugged by now, they might know that call's been made and just get out of there? But they yeah. didn't. They just said, oh, okay. Yeah, because they had, they had cups of tea, bacon sandwiches, biscuits. Well, I wouldn't be going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't give them a time frame, that's the thing. Yeah. No, that's true. That is true. They could have just um, been there right at the start or something. Mm. And they did get yeah. out of there relatively quickly, didn't they? They they got um, they hitched a lift in a brand new van that had only done eight hundred and fifty miles, which of course seems like really useful information to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the hunters have been monitoring Matthew's phone, so intercept the call and using CCTV records, they notice Madhu leaving Neath Station, mm. and they also get the records of where he's booked to go, which is Reading. Yeah, um, and we had a lovely oh, bit from uh, we have a bit from Sherlock where he he actually is is joining the dots well this week because uh, he wouldn't hire a Swansea scaffolder if he lived in London. Wow, he's on it. He's on it this week. I love how Hunter Ben is just being regarded as as Sherlock now. <laughs> yeah, that's we decided that last week. He yeah. is Sherlock. It's, it's in my notes and everything now. He's just <laughs> Sherlock wouldn't hire a Swansea scaffolder. He's in my notes. Sherlock off of bongos. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And Madhu hides behind other people getting on the train to try and avoid the CCTV, not realising that CCTV is on the other side, Madhu. Yeah, bless him. Uh, <laughs> not at all suspicious that a crouching man getting on a train. And Enter and Simon gets his moment of glory when he's asked to dispatch an extra team to Reading Station featuring Sherlock and Hunter Julie, and they are going by Underground in addition to the ground team that is already stalking Maddy. Yeah, and it's made very clear that time is really tight. They've got to get there as quick as possible. So uh, what does Sherlock do? Well, he gets changed, of course, because that's important. 
Yeah, to get out of your suit and put some jeans and a t-shirt on, because that's not going to waste any time, is it? Well, he'd blend in, and also it'd let him chase him down. <laughs> All right, he can chase down better in jeans. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever tried to run in a suit? <laughs> I've never tried. You can end that sentence halfway through. Have you? Have I ever tried to run? No. <laughs> <laughs> and the hunters left back at base watch Madu live on CCTV just wandering aimlessly around Reading. Yeah, it it, it, is, it is right. It's a small town with a lot of cameras going on there, and so they, they're going to spot him. How did they figure out where his train ticket was going to, though? That that seemed a bit yes. vague. I think they must have had to ring to do that. Well, yeah, the, he was on the Sherlock was on the phone. Um, but who do you ring to say? Can you tell me where somebody who purchased a ticket with cash was going at roughly this time? That seems a little bit tricky to pin down to me. But obviously unless they did it. all tickets are numbered, I don't know. Are your tickets numbered? Yeah, they are, but it. Seem, didn't seem like the sort of thing you'd immediately be able to get back to him on. But okay, mm-hmm. and also the, I'm not sure whether I misinterpreted, but it, they got the CCTV of him being at Neath Station at nine thirty eight, and then they said he bought a ticket to Reading at ten thirty six. What's he doing for an hour in Neath Station? Now ten thirty six is what time it departed. I think. Oh uh, yeah, I did wonder that. I think yeah, yeah it could that would make more sense. Uh, and Madu manages to disappear from CCTV by moving to, yet again, the theme of the season, the canal path. Yeah. Good old canal path, are there, in doubt. Are there millions of canals? Yes. Yeah. Gosh. Gosh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> in summary, yes. And he tries to hide out at a pub called The Cunning Man, which is where one of the ground teams is waiting for him. Yeah. When they went to The Cunning Man, I was assuming Nick would be sat in there. Oh, no, no, not the, coming, not the Cummings Man, the Cunning Man. Oh, that might have to be an episode title, actually, The Cummings Man. The Cummings Man. It seemed like a rather nice pub, that did. I wonder which pub company owns that one. Is that one of yours, Pony Chats? Ah. <laughs> it is, it's a vintage inn. It's very nice. That was the uh, the teaser that you gave me of, oh, there might be some more product placements. <laughs> Yeah, so I I was watching I watched live this week and uh, I was I was going oh that looks familiar oh 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 that's one of our pubs woo uh, so I was straight on the uh, on the email to our inco- internal comms team say we were on telly last night. <laughs> what is a vintage inn? Have you got them all categorised? Yeah, so we we've got um, we've got fourteen different brands. So vintage inn are very that's a really stereotypical vintage inn. So it's a nice country pub with a nice beer garden, um, sort of stone floors, open fireplaces, traditional pub food. Hatred of uh, anyone who's not a local. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and hunters Paul and Michelle get eyes on eyes on on that. <laughs> Yeah, and we got to see the camera operator again this week with a, yeah. with a small camera this week. It was. Didn't Nick say that uh, they have GoPros and then a full camera as well? Yeah, I think they've got a range, haven't they? So that, that looked like a fair... But that didn't look like a GoPro no, or a, a big one. No, it looked like it's kind of in between, I think, I think what they call in the trade a DSLR type camera. So just a fairly small, handy camera, yeah. And Madu runs across the fields and back into the canal system. But ultimately, he's the sixth fugitive caught. Yeah, and he was gutted. I felt really sad for him because he's got the baby and he wanted a better life for the baby. And, oh, it's sad. 
Yeah, plus the fact that his wife said if he doesn't make the full 28 days, he might as well keep running. So I'm guessing he's still out there. He does get the the honour of being the meat in a Toddington Julie sandwich, though. (laughs) (laughs) And Hunter Julie was vastly, vastly under the radar this week. Yeah, we hardly saw her at all. We haven't seen her much this season, to be fair. I don't think she spoke. No, no, we just, just saw the odd shot of her. Whereas in previous weeks, we've had her, like, thinking Anna and Elizabeth are probably going to freeze to death or sympathising mm. with people or laughing at their misfortune. Mm. So, next time, there are only four days left and the fugitives are put under even more pressure. There's panic attacks, boats, lifts, helicopters, bikes, and Madhu is brought back to be bribed. With a thousand pounds! Yeah, that's exciting. Next week looks fantastic. It does. And it looks like our extraction point is going to be somewhere watery, because it looks like a Zodiac boat is going to be the vehicle of choice this time. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a getaway boat. A, c- a cigarette boat, as they are also called. Ooh, didn't know that. I only know that from playing GTA Vice City, because um, they were used to smuggle tobacco into the United States. Oh, okay. Yeah, which I initially thought, oh, it must be a coastal extraction point, but it probably isn't. It's probably on a big lake somewhere, I would have thought. Or the River Thames. Yeah, or or any other major river, I guess. Most likely the River Thames, because I don't think you'd really be able to get too many rivers that are wide enough otherwise. Yeah, and you'll you'll get some really good aerial shots as well, then, won't you? Which does mean that Io is probably in the best situation, because he's the closest to London. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, if if he's still around London by then. Yeah. Because we've got a bit of a time lapse, haven't we? We've got a few days in between uh, where we've left off and where we're going to, I think. If um, Madhu um, is instrumental in Aya's capture, if he gets <laughs> captured, can you imagine? There'd be no friendship there. <laughs> oh, I, I, in a weird way, I hope that Madhu did take the grand. Oh, it's only a grand and he's going to lose a friendship. Like, seriously? Yeah, but he, I hope he took the grand anyway. Gave them false intel because they wouldn't have been oh, able to okay. rescind the grand, or took the grand, gave them correct intel. Io uh, got caught, and Io didn't know that Madhu sold him out because that would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, if if he's watching on Thursday and finds out that way, that would be quite amusing. I can't see it happening. Can you? No, I can't. Uh, I can't see it happening, but it would be so so funny. It would. <laughs> so the press releases for next week. In a mm. nail-biting series finale, the clock is ticking for the hunters, who have just days to track down the four remaining fugitives. Will any of them manage to escape and win? Yes. <laughs> yeah, clearly someone will. Yeah, the show would be pointless otherwise, and, it, you know, the Cummings man is going to win it. Yeah, let's hope so. Uh, yeah, and at least, I think for the first week in the entire series, they haven't given any spoilers in the press release, which is good. No, because the longer one from Radio Times is, the clock is ticking for the hunters who have just a few days to track down the remaining fugitives, and leaving nothing to chance, they pull in potential informants, launch a social media campaign, and continue to scour CCTV. Anna and Elizabeth rely on their fellow Yorkshiremen not to reveal their location when a photo from a member of the public provides a clue, while Io's fate hangs in the balance when he gets into the car of a young couple who have seen his picture online. No mention of Nick, who is going to be our winner. Hey, Yeah, I, I think that's the one off the Channel 4 press site. That certainly sounded very familiar. So, yeah, no no mention of Nick. So, what do we think is going to happen then? Uh, Io's getting caught. Nick and Anna and Elizabeth are going to be winning. That's mm. what I've thought for weeks. Yeah. And I think um, Nick's going to be out in the back of nowhere for the whole episode and then suddenly get to the... Uh, 
extraction point because he's not even mentioned in this this blurb at all. So I think he's just going to be just waltzing on down there. He's the dog who doesn't bark. <laughs> he's the grey man. The grey man. You are aware of the dog who didn't bark, aren't you, Anne? Um, Doesn't sound familiar. It's the theory going into the second season of US Survivor that because they made Richard such an overt winner, instead in the first episode, 15 of the 16 people got a confessional or any airtime on screen on their own, and one person didn't, and that was Tina. Ah, uh, okay. Really? Yeah. Are you, have you never heard this, Michelle? Never. It's quite a famous um, theory that yeah. turned out to be right. They deliberately under-edited Tina Wesson because she won the season. Huh. Thus starting the trend of deliberately under-editing un- under female winners. <laughs> Topical. Mm. So what do you think is going to happen? Um, I, yeah, nothing has really changed since probably the second or third episode. I think um, Io gets close but gets caught. I think, as you said, Michelle, Nick will be in the middle of nowhere and then will just pop up as if by magic. Um, and we'll we'll win Anna and Elizabeth. I think they'll be the closest to getting caught. I think it'll be a really close run thing, um, and I think they'll make it appear like they re- really came, came close to get uh, to catching them. But then I think they will make it. But I'm only only just erring on the side of Anna and Elizabeth to win. Yeah, I'm I'm confident with a Nick win. I'm reasonably confident with an Anna and Elizabeth win. I'll be shocked if Io wins. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I just can't see that happening. It, there is nothing in Io's edit that says he's winning this at all. As wonderful as it would be for Io to win, because I love a a chaotic evil winner. Yeah, <laughs> he's not winning. I can't see it. No, um, he's certainly not winning. Instead of either of the other two, it, I guess it's, there's a slim possibility that he also wins. But he's he's clearly not the big hero of the season. I can't see them doing another series where we have another no-capture finale, though. No, no. Someone's got to get caught. Yeah, you'd think so. And if that's the case, then it has to be higher. I wonder what the mechanics of if someone got to the extraction point but a bit late would be. Mm, Well, they missed the boat, literally. Yeah, literally Mm. missed the boat. Mm. That would be fun. So, is there anything else to say about this episode before we return for one final time next week? No, I don't think so. Um, I think, as you pointed out, this episode is merely the episode before the finale. That's that's really the story of it. Yeah, it's um, table setting. Yeah, good episode, not outstanding. Still, you know, a good episode of Hunter, you know, trumps most things anyway, so. Still fantastic series. Yeah, it's been oh, marvellous. Yes. And I, I I will be very surprised if we don't get a, a third series. Well, it's been doing quite well up against The Apprentice, I think. Yeah, yeah I think ratings-wise it's doing very well. It's certainly been very popular on uh, social media, mm-hmm. which got Australian Survivor renewed. Michelle, you should apply for that. <laughs> Just getting one last dig in. Radio. You go and apply for Hunted. No, <laughs> I don't want to. I'm going to stick the uh, producers on you. <laughs> as long as you don't know where I live, it's fine. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm not sure where you live, actually. Anthony, can you find that out for me? Thanks. No, the problem no is, Ant has my address. So. I do have. Oh, <laughs> here we go, here we go. God damn it. <laughs> what, what do you want? I've got address, I've got mobile phone number, you name it. Yeah. I've got, <laughs> I've got relatives up in Yorkshire. I can get them to go to his house. <laughs> Depends where in Yorkshire. Um, 
And for the first time all series, I will be both watching live and live tweeting hunting next week. Yay! Yeah, I think I'm going to do the same thing. I can't so. wait. It's going to be a completely different experience to be able to watch it live with other people and talk about it with other people. Yeah. I love doing it for Apprentice especially. So Apprentice will start next week, but for the finale of Hunted, Hunted is coming first. Yeah, and, it, I, mm. and I really do think it's going to be a fantastic episode. It better be. I don't want it to be an underwhelming episode. Can't see that. So, with that, thank you for listening to this Hunted podcast. You can join us next Sunday for the final Hunted recap. If you've got any questions, feel free to contact us on our Facebook page, Reality TV Warriors, on our Twitter accounts, RTV Warriors, or our own Twitter pages, MJ Harmstone for me, Bear three 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 for Michelle. Six six threes, not twenty million. And Bulls Boy for Anthony. And with that, your time in the run is over. <laughs>